Hello, listeners. It's been a while. I wanted to apologize for the many weeks of radio silence, as it were. As this episode is about to describe, this school year has been remarkably challenging for educators, and I'm no exception. Long story short, this episode will mark Season 4's finale, and I hope to start up Season 5 sometime over the next month or two. But as always, my ability to do that is hugely influenced by you, my listeners. So if you found this podcast to be valuable or even just entertaining, I ask you to please donate to support the show or even become a patron. Details are on our website at www.ed-infinitum.com. Now, on with the long-delayed conclusion to Season 4. Hello, and welcome to Ed Infinitum, the podcast that makes school the subject of study. I'm your host, David Nuremberg. This is Season 4, Episode 13, Tough Times for Teaching and Learning, our Season 4 finale. Across the nation, students and teachers have been back in classrooms for the 2021-22 school year. Remote instruction is largely a thing of the past, and the pandemic, while hardly over, became a familiar, normative part of daily life. With teachers and all but the youngest of students eligible for vaccination, COVID-19 had, for many schools, become more of an inconvenience than an object of dread. At least, that was the case before the very recent Omicron surge, which we'll talk about at the end of this episode. But well before that, teachers were reporting higher rates of burnout, experiencing less job satisfaction, and resigning in greater numbers this fall than during the worst times of last year. Studies by the RAND Corporation, the National Education Association, the Brookings Institute, and others show record teacher shortages that are only predicted to rise. The RAND report concluded that teachers, quote, are more likely to report experiencing frequent job-related stress and symptoms of depression than the general population, end quote. And given how high those rates are in the general population right now, that's saying something. Why, when things were ostensibly looking up, were somewhere between a quarter to a third of all teachers looking to leave? The best explanation I've been able to find is that Really, things weren't looking up that much after all. Supply chain issues have created shortages in everything from school lunches to pencils, and the mass worker exodus of the Great Resignation has included school custodians, bus drivers, support staff, and substitute teachers, upon which classroom teachers have always depended. The role of classroom aides in providing necessary supports for students with special learning needs or who are progressing towards English language acquisition is as enormous as it is often unsung, and one of next season's episodes will definitely focus on the role of such paraprofessionals. Their absence has dealt a crippling blow to teachers' ability to serve the needs of all the students in their classroom, especially when compounded with the higher-than-normal absence rates for regular classroom teachers due to physical and mental health issues that are then taxing remaining teachers' resources even further. Teaching has always been demanding, and supports have always been few, but now they're fewer than ever, at a time when demands on teachers have never been greater. Students come to class carrying pandemic-related trauma and suffering learning loss, which district and state auditors have been insisting teachers make up for, according to schedules that are often frankly unrealistic. Ever-changing COVID-related protocols have been added to the usual proliferation of mandates that cause initiative fatigue among teachers even during the best of times. 
And let's not forget the millions of dollars of cynically targeted PAC money that continues to promote manufactured controversy at school committee meetings around critical race theory and mask mandates, creating yet more pressures and obstacles to teachers' safe and effective work with their students. That teachers are still functioning at all, still facilitating classrooms that are largely safe and engaging places for kids to learn, is a testament to their passion and commitment to helping young people. But it doesn't mean they're happy, or that they can do it indefinitely. As education blogger Jennifer Gonzalez writes, it also means that, quote, there's zero margin forever. They don't have the luxury of thinking deeply about their classroom practices, end quote. And by the way, I will plug Gonzalez's blog, Cult of Pedagogy, to the hilt. It is absolutely one of my favorites. On my own blog and in this podcast, I've spoken often about how the pandemic has opened up all sorts of space for rethinking practices like ability grouping, or for leveraging technology to aid in differentiation and personalized learning, or for incorporating more socio-emotional learning strategies. But the tragedy is that, as Gonzalez puts it, now is also the worst possible climate to ask teachers to engage in this sort of grand revisioning. She writes, quote, These are people who care about their students, who are passionate about their content, and who have formal training in pedagogy and on-the-ground experience in what works best for kids. But when they are put into a constant state of stress and anxiety, the best of their knowledge, experience, and intuition is wasted. End quote. School administrators are not deaf to these concerns, but often their attempts to help take the form of, as Forbes education writer Peter Green writes, quote, morale boosters such as appreciation t-shirts and chirpy emails and exhortations to practice self-care, which is a nicer way to say you'd better take care of yourself because nobody else is going to take care of you, end quote. What teachers really want writes Green and Gonzalez, and frankly, says every colleague I've spoken to, is fewer required meetings, fewer new initiatives, fewer high-stakes testing accountability measures, and more support staff, more compensation for extra work, and more shielding from outside political agitation. To be fair, these have always been teachers' needs, but the 2021-22 school year seems to be the one where teachers have finally begun walking away en masse when those needs continue to be unmet. Teachers' working conditions have always been students' learning conditions. Last year, the pandemic and remote learning robbed millions of kids of a year of meaningful, rigorous schooling. The last thing they need now is to lose their teachers, too. While state and district authorities have understandably rushed to return to business as normal this year, they need to recognize that we are still not in normal times. For that matter, normal expectations of teachers may well need to change permanently. Even in the 21st century, the teaching profession is still built around century-old images of spinster women who have no competing relationships, whose underpaid and overexploited labor is expected as a matter of course. Maybe this was never a system that could sustain itself, and the pandemic just revealed that, in much the same way as COVID rendered undeniably visible certain inequities around students' learning experiences. As I wrap up this episode, the Omicron variant of COVID-19 has resulted in a new surge of cases, even among the vaccinated, and some schools are already receiving special dispensation to return to the kind of remote learning we saw last year. 
it's more important now than ever that school administrators and their higher authorities in the state who seek to retain quality teachers, including teachers who can work effectively with those most vulnerable students in their hour of greatest need, it's more important than ever that they step up and get creative and do whatever it takes to in turn lighten those teachers' loads and increase their supports. Otherwise, we risk letting quality public education itself become another victim of COVID-19. I hate to end the season on such a dark note, despite the fact that I am literally recording this episode on the winter solstice. But if I didn't believe that the concerted efforts of dedicated people willing to learn and grow can make a difference, I wouldn't be a teacher. So as the academic calendar takes a pause for winter break, as many of us take a pause to celebrate winter holidays, I hope you'll also take a pause. Take a moment. Get in touch with your gratitude for something that's really actually going well right now, and express that gratitude and whatever support you can to those who might really depend on it. That is the only way that we will get through this all together. And we will get through this all together. That's all the time we have for now. Class dismissed, and we'll see you next time. I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast. When I started this show, I never thought I'd get up to season four with more than 50 episodes within two years. And whether or not there's a season five depends entirely on your support. If you enjoy and value this show, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever it is you found us. Like us on our Facebook page. And if you really enjoy it, please consider visiting our website, www.ed-infinitum.com, and making a donation to keep it running. Otherwise, in the grand tradition of underfunded public schools, we'll be reliant on only what we can make from bake sales. The website is the place to go if you want to suggest a topic or send me an email for any other reason. Our theme music is Happy Schoolmaster by Mind Music ID. Thanks again for listening. And remember, every day brings us opportunities to learn something new. Happy New Year! Let's all hope that 2022 brings better things, and let's work to make that so.